Welcome to the Steve and Caleb Show. My name is Caleb. And my name is Steve. Here we like to talk about politics and current events from a perspective of liberty. Oftentimes our opinions make both Republicans and Democrats uncomfortable. Let's dive in. All right, so we are back. Uh, So sorry about last weekend, um, or on Sunday we were supposed to record and release an episode, but... Uh, I know this isn't a really good excuse, but I had a, I had a death in the family. It's mm. um, a pretty good excuse. It is. And, but uh, so anyways, we could have recorded, but uh, things just didn't work out. Being a part-time podcaster is not easy. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. So uh, anyways, we are back. And um, so I wanted to start off, Steve, if you're cool with this, to mm-hmm. uh, just go, go over what we are and why we believe what we believe. Absolutely. So a lot of people that listen to this show that I know personally are very right-leaning. And I'm sure the same goes for you, um, that the, the out of the people you know that listen to us, they are uh, hardcore uh, conservatives. Mm-hmm. At least that, that's how it is on my I'd end. I'd say the majority of them, yeah. There's maybe a couple that are middle. Right. I don't and think I think any... a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, being being libertarians, we, we aren't card-carrying libertarians. We are, right. you, you and I, I mean, I, I am a registered Republican still. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Right. We just uh, have more liber. Le- well, it's really it's less authoritarian more than yes, anything. It's yes. not so much libertarian. It's just not authoritarian. Yeah. And if you were going to compare it to a current politician, like if you wanted to put an illustration, if you, if you wanted to put a face to the name, mm-hmm. you would look at guys like uh, Ron Paul, right. Rand Paul, yeah. uh, Thomas Massey, uh, Justin Amash. J- Justin Amash. He he is a libertarian party. Right. Um representative now but he was a republican uh so that's kind of where we align with you agree with that i'd say for the so, most yeah. part okay yeah. so the general rule that we go over or that the, that we try to stay in line with is uh don't hurt anybody and don't take their their uh, stuff right mm-hmm. so um this basically means that we want guns um and a lot of people are going to disagree with this one but we we think like things like weed should be legalized mm-hmm. uh, you know because it doesn't as long as you're not hurting anybody using right. it yeah. Or taking anybody's stuff using it. Yep. You should be um, liberated from the government to uh, You should be able to make an adult decision. Yeah. yeah. And so... I would also like to add for the record, yeah. neither of us smoke weed. No, I don't smoke weed. Yeah. Uh, and as I explained a couple weeks ago, I have actively chosen not to. Yeah. Uh, You've also dealt with a lot of drugs in your life, sure. too. Sure, yeah. And, uh, and so we aren't, especially you aren't, speaking from a place of ignorance when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like, uh, what else would be a hot, a hot button for people, you know, things like gay marriage, for Mm -hmm. example. Um, and I know this isn't a, a a theological podcast, but you and I are both believers, Mm -hmm. right? Um, but there's nothing in the Bible that says we should legislate against sin. And anyways, um, not, not going to spend too much time on that, but. But uh, it still comes down to personal choice. It comes down to personal choice. You choose Um, to. As long as you don't hurt anybody. Believe what you believe. Right. Because. Um, yeah, we're, don't, don't hurt anybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's, it's, yeah. It seems overly simplistic, uh, because it is. Yeah. And, um, now the reason why, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself here instead of you. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm not a card carrying libertarian is because they're not a lot, but a good chunk of card carrying libertarians are borderline anarchists. Yeah. And, and I'd agree with that. A- anarchy isn't as bad as what people think of it. Like when, when people think anarchy, they think burning cities, and I mean because Mad it, Max, it could, right? Mad, yeah. <laughs> Mad Max. Um, so no, that's not really what what I mean when I say anarchy. What I when I say anarchy, I'm talking about people who just think there should be no government. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. People should just be able to conduct business and live their life. And if a community wants to put a road down or whatever, we would all just pool our money in. And that's mm-hmm. essentially how life would work. It seems like a really good idea on the on the surface, but um, I, I have a wife and kids. So do you. Mm-hmm. And so just uh, this is just one small example out of many of why I don't think we should abolish the government completely. Sure, it definitely has legitimate functions. Yeah, yeah. so you have a wife and kids. Mm -hmm. Do you, when you were at work, let's say, because you're about to have a baby. Yep. Your wife's going to be home all day with the baby during maternity leave, I'm sure. Yep. And what if uh, she feels threatened at home? You you work not close to your house. Yeah. Right? I don't work close to my house. I want there to be some type of, uh, some type of security blanket you know, and and I, I get it. It takes a while for cops to come if mm-hmm. they're if you know your wife feels threatened. But at especially least, where we where you and I live, right. it, it, it can take a while. But there is a purpose, mm-hmm. it, it and and it requires a lot of uh, restriction, mm-hmm. not for the public but for the government. It requires a lot of restriction, and so anyways, again, I'm not going to speak completely for you, but we we believe that uh, there should be very 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 limited government, but there should still be a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Um, when it comes to things like uh, interstates, we believe that toll roads are good because it it's a, the people who directly use that that public service fund that specific public service, right? right? Yeah. Um, for for the most part, I understand that there's other right funnels of money that come into uh, interstates. Anyways, I just wanted to hit on that. Um, do you have anything else to add about like personal belief? No, I mean. I, I I think, you know, like you, you said, a lot of what we believe comes down to we just want people to be personally responsible. Yes. Uh, and that includes, you know, not hurting others and not taking their things because you would yep. need to be personally responsible to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like that needs to be your right. responsibility to do so as an individual citizen. Uh, Even though it may be dangerous. Absolutely. It, I mean, it, it, is, it might it be is dangerous. It, it might suck, uh, you know, on the road to get there, but... I still, I would rather have, you know, a long, hard road to success in life. But at the end of that road, I have that success that I have worked for. Mm -hmm. To me, that means so much more than the day I'm born. You know, here's, here's your, here's everything you could ever want or everything we think you need Mm -hmm. as your government. You know, that doesn't give me the option to explore what I think I would want. So a hot button for you is like self-fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so last last podcast, I was talking about hunting with my boy, my mm-hmm. boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this last weekend, my seven year old, he got a deer, and I've never been more proud of that boy. Not when he killed it and we, we got out of the woods and everything, but when we had we ate the first meal off that deer, yeah. and I'm sitting there eating, you know, this piece of deer steak, and I said, "How's your steak, buddy?" And he goes, "Good." I was like, "Hey, his name's Luke. Luke, you realize that you killed this deer, you gutted it." You skinned it. You you butchered the meat down, mm-hmm. and said. And he actually even helped me cook it. Wow. He seasoned it. He didn't, I cooked it, but that counts. He, yeah, he probably he helped. You know, he experienced. And he every step of that process, he had a hand in. Yeah. And anyone who's never experienced something like that, and, and, and this is actually something where I can reach out to those who are like maybe vegetarian or vegan. If you grow your own vegetables or you grow your own food in a garden, that food tastes so much better than what you just go buy. I don't care what anyone says. And it's not even because like it's more fresh or whatever. It's there's a satisfaction yeah. that comes with that. With 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 being self sufficient. Yeah. You know, when when Which I do it's hard to do when the government is very uh, controlling. Right. When I do my own oil changes, 
there I know the status of the maintenance of my vehicle. Yeah. I don't have to trust somebody else. You know, obviously there there's community and there's commerce we do with other people, you right. know. I I think a lot of times um very staunch conservatives, I used to be like this honestly, uh are very much like I don't I never want to rely on somebody else. But as I've gotten older, I realize, you know, I you have to kind of learn to trust other people. Uh, with different ways, you know, you we have to live in a community. We have to look out for our neighbors, right, right. you know. Uh, and yeah, there's definitely an aspect to that, but something as simple as feeding yourself, yeah, to have that self-fulfillment, like you said, and that satisfaction of I did this, you know, it part of it's, you know, I think there's another part. Like so another example is the number of deer that have been killed this year in Indiana is significantly higher than it ever has been in the past. Do you know why? Well, there's there's theories going around. Uh, the the one that I th- seem to think that has the most feet to stand the best the best feet to stand on uh-huh. is, you know, with the lockdowns, uh, and and like meat prices have gone up significantly. Right. Um, people are more just, inclined to just uncertainty yeah. in general. People are people want the ability to be able to say I can take care of myself. Yeah, you because well, I think we touched on this last time or I, I don't know but that normal life how you and I live mm-hmm. is kind of an anomaly it is yeah. in, in in the grand scheme of thing of the whole timeline of the world the way we live now in in the luxurious way that we live is not uh, normal compared to the rest of uh, the rest of even the, the rest, rest of, of the, the world, world now but let alone human history right 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 you know uh, just our life expectancies alone which i know like people all oh, life expectancies going down in the united states i think a big part of that has to do with diet yeah you know our 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 lives are too easy we're kind of mm-hmm. hitting that point there's there's kind of a classic thing where it's like hard times create hard men hard men create good times good right. times create soft men soft men create hard times yep. it's a big cycle and you look through history that's totally true mm-hmm. uh, the reason the roman empire failed was cuz it got too big it got too. It was too big to manage. Did you? So I don't know how much like knowledge you have on the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. but there was uh, a uh, little article I read, and it talked about how during the end of the Roman Empire, and I'm not saying we're at the end of the American e- Empire, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. I think but they were talking about how like music and art became uh, like it. It was completely a, a joke, pretty much. Like music was just awful. Like mm-hmm. there, there was like no. There, there was just no uh, substance. Substance to yeah. it, right, yeah. right. And the art was terrible, you know. Like, and and you can see that now. And yep. I mean, I'm, I love music. I listen to all types of music, and mm-hmm. so do you. Mm-hmm. But um, if you look at like a lot of like rap now, like Cardi B's uh, WAP, yeah, like that from a musical artistic uh, point of view, right, it is very laughable, it's stupid, and it has yeah. no substance, no like musically yeah. artistic substance to it, yeah. And so. Um, when you talk to historians about the end of the Roman Empire, they they compare that to now, sure, and how music and art is becoming. Uh, yeah, there, there's a awful. lot of similarities. You look at yeah. any empire, any major empire in the world. There's a lot of similarities between right before the Roman Empire started its decline into the United States. Now, one of the biggest ones, one of the biggest reasons the Roman Empire started its decline was because it had its military everywhere else but defending its home. Really? Because like, I mean, like I when part. when the Gauls sacked Rome, uh-huh. you know, right, where right. was the army? Right. The army was everywhere else. They were spread out in all their little 
you know, f- the frontiers of everywhere, you know, up in Britain, out in Africa, you right. know, in, in the Middle East, like in the Middle East, there you go, for example. And, and then you look at the number of American military bases the United States has around hmm. the world. You know, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but it's like, I wonder if that's, if that has any, uh, logical substance as to why people want uh, AR-15s banned because we wouldn't be have the sufficient means to uh, overthrow a uh, right. a government yeah, like, I, and, like they and, did. You know, uh, the other part of it is is they started uh, and this is getting to like history nerd stuff but That's a big fine. a big factor uh, of uh, there's a there's a, a character and I I might be butchering some of these details, but his name We're was not historians, was, was so it's Ver, fine. Versingetorix, I think is his name. And he was a he was a legionnaire or general or whatever in the Roman military, but he was born I think in Gaul, which is like modern day France. Uh-huh. And so the, the the Roman military, the, the legions were like, hey, look, we don't have enough Romans to to like fill the ranks. So they started bringing in like you know Germans and Gauls and people from all over their it's empire. Kind of like what we do. Exactly. That's exactly they, they, what we they do. They brought actually. in people. Hey, look! If you fight in the Legion, we'll give you citizenship. Now, I'm not saying that America. You know, I I went through basic. I've served with soldiers that were serving to get their citizenship, which we agree with. Right. It's a little bit different. Yeah. I think. Uh, you know, those guys are trying to better their families. They're looking for the opportunity America yeah. offers, which that you know, in the Roman times, they were as well as more of an opportunity. They can make money, but at a certain point, you know, especially in like Germania and Germany. In modern Germany, uh, there were more Germans serving in the Roman legions than Romans. Like it was like only the officers were Romans, right? Interesting. And that was a big part of the fall of Rome, or several. Te- you know, there wasn't like a specific event that happened that was like the fall of Rome. It kind of happened over a couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know that's not to say America is going to have like this sudden downfall. Like that really doesn't happen historically for major world powers where they have like they're like here 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 gone unless there's like some supernatural right. disaster even then it like takes time for like them to kind of fade into history like the egyptians like they kind yeah. of got conquered and reconquered and reconquered and re- same goes with england right exactly they kind of slowly started losing colonies the french did the same thing um you know they're they're i guess the whole point is is like as as Americans, we're kind of overstretched. You look at our military spending. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the biggest next to our next twenty five allies is more than those combined, or whatever right. the statistics always thrown around. It's it's the biggest part. You of know what's frustrating about that? I don't mean to cut you off. Sure, but it, when when people who don't have the military experience talk about the spending of the military, they 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 may understand, but it, it seems like sometimes they don't mm-hmm. because where the problem is as far as spending, I'm not talking about like more morals or ethics or anything like mm-hmm. that but th- the problem with it is the sp- overspending for things that don't need to be overspent on like for example um one of trump's i mean he, i uh, praise him for this is he he just made some well, he didn't just do it but he did it in the beginning of his presidency he built an an embassy i think it was the one in israel in jerusalem Jer- right mm-hmm. and he was like hey i pretty much built this the same embassy that's in afghanistan or wherever but we built it for one percent of the price that Obama built it for, right? And and a lot of people don't understand uh, that, like I'll, contractors. Yeah, so yeah, a, a lot yeah. of the um, budgeting problems within the military spending it has nothing to do with soldiers, right? Or tanks or whatever you want to point it's at. It's the infrastructure. It's, it's the infrastructure yeah. with the uh, with the civilian contracting companies. Yep, absolutely is. And uh, so I, I just wanted to clear that up. There, I can't remember the name of the documentary, uh, but there was a documentary made. Then several years ago, I might even be over ten years old now. Yeah. But it was like 
it was about government contractors. And one of the stories that several soldiers, they interviewed soldiers or former soldiers had told was, I think was they were in Iraq and there was a laundry service on post where these guys were at. And it was, a, you did know, you have those when you were overseas? Uh, I think they did. I never Dude, used I it. We them. had laundry trailers that we used. Mm. And then, uh, Another place I was at had a washer in the building I lived. So in. where I was at, they I, had it was like, an Air Force base for a while, so it was pretty nice. <laughs> Thanks, Air Force. It, they had these they had these locals come in and they and they had this like laundromat, mm-hmm. but they would take your bag because you were you were given like like this sack, right? You just throw all your dirty clothes in there, and these locals would just like wash your clothes for yeah. you, and then you come back and you give them your number, and they just give you your bag. And I didn't live a lo- in a luxurious base we lived in like a really tiny camp right and we we still had that service that's that's fairly common across you know the theaters that u.s forces are right having these laundry but the thing is is they come to find out that this contract in this documentary was making like 90 dollars per laundry bag of laundry they did okay now that's a very small part of the bigger problem but it's 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 it gives you a good glimpse there's another another story i believe in this documentary where they had a civilian employee contractor working at this gym they, they, you know they lift weights and everything at the, on so this military base like a clerk yeah all this gym. person okay. did was like sit at this desk Sanitize. and make sure people made, they like sprayed yeah. you know sprayed it down made sure towels were put out and then made sure that you signed in and they were making like a hundred thousand dollars a year yeah oh yeah so like yeah. The, the, the the pfc that's signing in to go lift weights to maybe go get shot at he's making you know i guess 30 you know, grand a year tops. well deployment money he's probably making 50 60 maybe you know still yeah but nonetheless, you know, he's over here maybe to get shot at. He's He volunteered to go serve his country. And then this chick that's just sitting in this story, she was a chick, is making, you know, six digits to watch, to guard a clipboard. Right. You know, to load test the seat. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, if, if if a civilian wants to uh, give up their civilian life to go sure. do that job, maybe they should get a premium. But you make a valid point that the, right. a lot, I mean, there, but, there's no auditing it seems like it, there's exactly, no yeah, there's yeah. no uh, accountability yeah. and or may, maybe there is and they just do a terrible job that's what it is uh, i have some experience with working okay. with contracting uh it's not so much so i'm not going to say that people are maliciously doing things that obviously does happen yeah uh the people i worked with the contractors i worked with uh were great i mean they they wanted to do the best job that we tried to support them as much yeah. as we could but i saw in the process of you know how I gotta be real careful obviously yeah how, how things were managed in the process itself it was very clunky it was very yeah. bureaucratic you know there was like so many steps to actually make get any real things changed right. or done or uh, you know if we, we had a, con- a specific person with this contract uh, one of these contracts where they basically just weren't doing their what they were supposed to do hmm. okay uh, and obviously we confronted this contractor. Hey, look, this is what you agreed to do. This is, you're not doing it. Here's my evidence. I have yeah. photographic evidence. You know, we did all that. We, we did all these observations on this person. And it, it, this was a, uh, an OCN an other country national is the new term. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not an American citizen. He was from where we were at and he throws his hands up and says, inshallah, which basically means like, eh, it's God's will. That I don't do my job. That's basically what he was saying. We're like, I'll never forget the guy I was with. He's a little older guy. He's like, no, no, inshallah, mishallah, my will. Like, you will do this. Like, he got real crappy with him. And he's uh-huh. like, oh, hey, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Like, no, it's not okay. <laughs> you know, and so we started the, the process 
to say, this guy is not meeting what he's agreed to do. So we either need to fire him and find a replacement or there, we can start taking his money, like basically not paying him because he's not meeting his contractual obligations. So mm. if you're if you're in a job, you know, because when you have a job, you have, you sign a contract of employment and you agree to these rules. Right. Same thing with a contractor with the U.S. government. The only problem is is the people that would hold these contractors accountable were not in the same country. Right. It was all right, done right, over right. email. They they almost they never saw these people face to face. They never saw the evidence we presented. It, it, and it, it, so I think some of it was apathy, like because they don't see it. You know what I mean? Like they're the authority on, right. how, on making these decisions. Um, and again, this is it was a very small thing. I'm not I'm not claiming like some mass government conspiracy. It was no, a very no, small no. thing, and we got resolved. We got resolved at the lowest level. We ended up go, told the guy. Well, we kind of bluffed him. We told him what we were going to try to do. Hey, we're going to try to get you fired. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I, I, I'll fix it. And we're like, okay, cool. And he fixed it. And the problem was we fixed it. Great. But the fact we were we were stressed because we're like, we're trying, you know, our, our, whole, our whole mindset was this is taxpayer money yeah. that's paying for this guy to do this job. So we, you know, part of our infrastructure where we're at. And we want to get the best deal for the American taxpayer that we can. Okay. Because that, that was our work ethic. The problem is, is then you get the next guy in, and I don't know if the next guys were like this or not. They could have been great. They could have been terrible. I don't know because we left. But all, all it takes is just one more guy to come in, the next guy to come in and just not give a crap. And now that contractor can go back to doing what he was doing. And so, that, like you said, there's just no accountability there. Right, right, and, right, right. You know, that's I think that's a big part of military spending as far as like the wastefulness, I think there just needs to be a higher level, higher level of accountability and then just smarter decisions as far as like, Hey, look, why do we have all of, you know, this tons of equipment just sitting here getting, getting sandstorm blowing on it. You know, one of Joe Jorgensen's uh, solutions as far as uh, reducing our footprint and our, our tax, you know, trying to pay off national debt was selling off assets that the U S government has or just like equipment alone right would would help pay for different things like pay debts off and things of that nature uh, i thought that was a great idea because I'm, I'm sure you've seen just mass amounts of equipment just sitting places oh yeah now don't get yeah. me wrong one thing i was kind of worried about as far as her position was you know how drastically she was wanting to cut military spending because i do think defense is very important it is important um because you you I mean what where's you know where's the line i guess is what you, I'm ha- saying. you have a phone you, you you see how kim jong-un was during the obama administration yeah. like even during trump's administration he, he wants to kill us yeah people want us to die yeah there are people all over the country that want us to yeah. die and so defense is important and uh yeah i, I, I guess what i what I, my thing is i just think it could be done better oh more yeah efficiently. right the, that now, was the point of me bringing it up in the first place because yeah. it's like as as um, libertarians who have seen the side of the military, mm-hmm. we 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 believe that uh, I don't know that that there should be defense and that um, you know we, we don't believe in being the world police, but that the the stuff we do in other countries isn't necessarily bad a bad thing. Absolutely, yeah. it's just that uh, you know. Have you seen the movie War Dogs? It's this movie with Jonah Hill and no, I haven't um, seen it. I know, I know is his name Miles Teller. I don't know, and I don't really care. But basically, this this movie is about this guy, and he was this arms dealer. Mm-hmm. But how how he did it was is he would log on to this uh, Department of Defense uh, bidding website, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
he talks about how like all these big companies bid for uh contracts for for the military let's say some some company some brigade some whatever needs 150 m4s or a thousand m4s or whatever a company will put their bid in and they will say hey we we can supply these for this much money and a lot of times they will overshoot big time because it's government money and Mm -hmm. and they will be rewarded the contract and anyways this the whole point of the movie was this guy was taking all, all, all the scraps and they would like underbid these people by like just enough to mm-hmm. like get these contracts, and they were right. making like millions of dollars. And this is based off a true story, right? I, yeah, I fully believe it. I've, yeah. I've not seen it, but I yeah. fully recommend watching this movie if if you're bored at home. Sure, and, I mean it's it it is a it's a crude humor movie, so I don't know how if you have like kids, maybe you shouldn't watch it. But like, right. it's just a really good movie because yeah. it explains. And 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 in the movie, I think in the beginning, he's like, yeah, they spend like a billion dollars a year just on electricity. Yeah, I believe, yeah, in 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 these like war zones, it's like a right. billion dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I the electricity part, even in like uh, remote places, that's kind of what a, part of my job. Oh yeah, okay. Or what part of what my job was overseas, I should say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can see how that stuff would add up pretty yeah. quick over each piece of equipment, gener- you know, each generator producing electricity the maintenance costs the man hours the cost paid paid me to be there to fix it or yeah. you know the other guy whoever it is yeah so my thing is like if we're gonna bring up a problem and point something out and say well we don't like this i'm on this show i'm gonna try and like bring forth a solution mm-hmm. so that way it's not just like i'm complaining right um so my uh, solution to this whole issue would be to essentially slash the amount of people you're sending over there because when I was in Afghanistan, I did uh, PSD, mm-hmm. personal security details. Um, so those are really essential, right? Because if, if you're going to bring a VIP to this old dude, this old Afghan, and have a meeting about something really important mm-hmm. to uh, further the mission, they need protection. Yep. And so our job was it was essential, okay? But there are a lot of people's jobs that were not necessarily essential, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe like some HR paper pushers there's a lot of those I, I forget the number but it was like for every single soldier that goes outside the wire which means go out on missions mm-hmm. there's like 12 other soldiers behind S- support supporting yeah. somehow yeah. and it's just like there doesn't need to be uh i don't know it, it seems like the, the spider web is too big yeah yeah i think so i like like i said earlier i think a lot of it could just be done more efficiently yeah you know yeah. uh yeah, the the other thing too is like we have fairly large bases all over the world. Now, that being said, something an old guy I know he he had said that I I really agreed with. Uh, you know, it was in the news like why are we why do we have soldiers all over the world? Why do we have why mm-hmm. are we still in Afghanistan? I think it was like a thing in the news at the time. This was years ago. Yeah. By the way, and he said, well, I think he said I think that something we need to remember is ever since we've had our boys in Afghanistan, when's the last time we had 9-11 happen? Yes. Oh, that's, that's a fair yeah. point because like we're keeping these terrorist groups busy in their own backyards. Now, obviously, bad things have still happened in the United States. Yeah, uh, Boston bombing. Right. If you want to We haven't had another an 9-11 level event. Yeah, that was and, pretty good. And, you know, I, and there's a, reports of like, you know, the FBI, NSA, like catching things happening. You know, we could talk about like the legitimacy of like the Patriot Act, for example. Boo. Yeah. Uh, but having having ISIS fighting in Syria or Iraq or wherever is a lot better than fighting ISIS in Chicago yeah. or wherever, you know, for, for Americans. Because, like, the whole purpose of the DOD is defending Americans. And so there's a trade-off of, yeah, we got guys out all over the world, 
but these guys are are terrorizing like Iraqis, for example, when yeah. ISIS was like taking over Iraq, and now they're gone. Yeah, not gone, but they're significantly reduced. Like ISIS is almost not a thing anymore. Like they're still out there, but they've severely limited the amount of right. power they have. You know, amount of equipment, people, whatever. I guess, I guess you know the moral dilemma there is what makes an Iraqi any less important than an American. Hmm. As far that's the that's a moral argument. You know, why are we bombing an Iraqi road instead of an American road? It's like because it's the United States military, right? It's like the whole thing is is why didn't the Iraqi military stop them from getting that far? In the first Have place? you ever seen that video where uh, the U.S. soldier is like there? There's like this group of U.S. soldiers and they're training. I, I think it was Iraqi police. Mm-hmm. And he's like calling them a bunch of dirtbags, and like he's calling them all these names, and he's like being like super provocative. Which mm-hmm. is, I mean, if, if you look at the context, it it was kind of deserved, sure, because they, like you just said, where were they? They're just, they don't really care. Yeah, a lot of these people are super uh, unmotivated individuals. Yeah, I've heard a lot of that. With now, there's it's funny too because like like A and A, did you work with any A and A overseas or Afghan police or Afghan yeah. army? Yeah, so um, every time we would go to a meeting. Because a lot, a lot of the meetings our VIPs would go to would be with a like Afghan colonel, okay, right? Yeah. So hey, this yeah. like this this Afghan National Army colonel, right? Needs advice for dealing with this terrorist group over mm-hmm. here. So we would go and assist this guy and advise him. And so obviously, when you go into these camps, you know, we'd go from our camp, drive all the way down to their camp. They would, you know, we would talk to them and you know, right, share share guys. cigarettes or whatever right, it was yeah. that we would do. What was your impression of like their professionalism, their ability, their skill, whatever? So there are two, there are two different types. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember cause it, it, it wasn't like so long ago, but it was long ago enough that like, I have to think about it. There were, um, Afghan commandos. I'm, I'm trying to think if I'm saying this right. And they were like the special forces of their, their version of the military. Mm-hmm. And so those guys were trained by U.S. Army Rangers, retired U.S. Army Rangers, I think, and um, some some retired Green Berets. Mm-hmm. So their level of professionalism and, um, or I don't know what you want to say, like, uh, just their, they they were more than adequate. Okay. Let's just put it that way. They, they were trained to speak English fluently. Really? Like they could talk to us and they could, oh, like, cool. I don't know, they were very... Uh, yeah, they were, just a better. They're very adequate. Yeah, but then there was also the very lower level guys, mm-hmm. and those guys were complete, completely turds. terrible, complete yeah. turds. Yeah. Um, and what 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 I mean by that isn't because of the color of their skin or anything right. like that. But you would go through like a police checkpoint, right? Because it's very uh, like they're they're pretty much under martial law when you go to the urban parts of Afghanistan. Hmm. And so you go through these police checkpoints because the police are pretty much part of their military in a way. Mm-hmm. And they'd all be on their phones. Really? Yeah. So, like, p- people give the U.S. military <laughs> such a hard time for, like, oh, you guys are such dirtbags, always on your phones, you yeah. kids, always on your phones. And it's like, no, dude. There's, like, this 50-year-old Afghan soldier police guy at this checkpoint, and he's just chilling on his phone talking to some mistress. Right. You know? Oh, wow. And, um, and so there was just, like, a complete uh, so, se- separation. So what of, you're telling me is the, the Afghan police or the Afghan army needs a really good NCO corps. Yeah, kind of. It's almost like they're a whole bunch of PFCs fresh out of basic. Kind of, yeah. On their the, phone. Yeah. That's a pretty good way to explain it. Huh. And then and then the but then officers, you have the, then you have the commandos who are like they're squared away guys. Yeah, but yeah. they don't last long and neither do the officers because a lot of the officers are appointed. 
they uh-huh. don't go through the ranks like American military. You know, right? I mean, even the people listening to this podcast should at least somewhat understand that when you join the military, you have to work <laughs> through the ranks. You right. Know, you get promoted one yeah. promotion at a time, typically. These guys, they're almost like uh, it's, it, 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 it's like crony politics over mm. there. So it's like, it's like oh, civil this, war generals. Like, yeah. oh, hey, I, I knew you. You helped me run for president. Yes. You're a, you're a two star colonel now. Yeah. yeah. It's it. That's essentially how it worked over there. Huh. Um, so the um, officers wouldn't last very long because if they weren't able to get something done or they didn't want to do it anymore or mm-hmm. their family was being threatened too much, they were like, I'm out. They just quit. And they just quit. And that's why that hmm. that is one reason why Afghanistan still isn't done. Right. Um, and and there are a lot of reasons. And if sure. there was a solution, I'm sure it would have been solved by now. Maybe. Maybe not because there's so much money involved. But uh, yeah. there is so much uh, ineptitude. And just yeah, I, 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 what you just said, I've heard so many times from different people. I've read it in books. I've seen it in documentaries where there there's not really a middle ground with like, you know, specifically with Afghans. I heard the Iraqis tended to be a little bit better. Yeah. But I've heard the same thing. Tactics were different in Iraq too. They would sure, like shoot yeah, people absolutely. that would come out at past six or whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, like I've, I say, I haven't heard as many stories about like Iraqi army guys that are as bad as yeah. I have about the Afghani guys. I don't know why. I mean, if it's a cultural thing, I don't know. Well, if it's, so here's they here's just one care. of the biggest threats that we um, came came up against was since um, a good half of our uh, missions were just from going to an A and A compound. Mm-hmm. These these soldiers would would become threatened by the uh, Taliban. So the Taliban would be like, oh, okay, so this guy works at this compound, and the American soldiers come to this compound once mm-hmm. a week. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to this guy's family. We're going to kidnap his wife and kids, mm-hmm. and we're going to tell him, you're not getting your wife and kids back until you kill American soldiers. Mm. And so these, these soldiers and these officers, they essentially have to live under vast fear of their, sure. of their life yeah, and their family and so and so that's why the, there's like so much turnover rate and like that's right. why there's so much demotivation to do their job because just like soldiers now they're they're kind of underpaid mm-hmm. um and so anyways um yeah i guess it'd be it'd be a lot easier for me to continue to be to continue to serve right knowing that my family's threatened. like on the other side of the world not in a, you know safe and sound in their beds whereas right. if i have you know an afghani guy or whatever and my wife that seemed is to be the biggest issue with me, you know, and the Taliban's here too. Like, yeah, I get yeah. that. There's some Iraqi veteran right now being like, "Those Iraqi guys were garbage." He's freaking out. Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. not saying that they were all great. That's what I mean. I've heard fewer stories. Right. That doesn't mean that's just an anecdote. And I think part of the fewer stories is just because we've been out of Iraq for so long compared to Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. So that that may be part of in, it. We weren't in Iraq as long. Right. Like you and I did not with. join in 2002. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Iraq. The military is a big ball. It's a big, it's mess. a big, it's a big mess. But it's just, I don't think you can have it without mess either. Yeah, because it's so big. It's it, it's always been like that. That's the funny thing. Like you, I you read like you read books about the Revolutionary War and the things that Washington was dealing with, and he's like, I can't get supplies from Congress. It's like I need the budget passed. That's what we're at now. You know, it's like right. It's the same story. It's just maybe the scale's a little different, but it's like the same stuff. Uh, there was a so one of the. Uh, I can't really talk about that. Actually, never mind. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, 
Uh, let's talk about is it was it section section two two thirty two thirty okay that the so phraseology? so we're we're, we're going to talk about um it's, I don't know why well I do know why it's a hot hot topic but anyways um, we're going to talk about section two is it two o three two thirty two thirty two grenade line of the Communications Decency Act of nineteen ninety six mm-hmm. so the reason why this is such a hot topic right now and it has been since like the summer mm-hmm. because of the uh, big tech. Uh, censorship. Mm-hmm. Now, by now, if you if you are a denier of big tech censorship, you may need to uh, look in your heart. You may yeah. need to find yourself because uh, you are living under a rock. You, you definitely you, voted you, for Biden. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, actually, that's not true though, because I know people who are like very uh, very much so Democrats that think that like Facebook is very concerned only only censors like Democrat or liberal. Really? I, it goes both ways. I, I, I know. know that. I, I I tend to think it, it, they that conservative people are more censored and on Facebook and Twitter. But argument. I know people that think that it's the other way around. Really? Yeah. Which okay. is really funny because they're like, "Well, Trump can still say this or whatever it is." You know, whatever right. the, the, the thing is that they're talking about. But so Section Two Thirty. Right. Uh, so Trump tr- yeah. Trump wants to get rid of it completely. Yeah, he, he he's saying that um, basically if he doesn't get his way, he's going to completely get get rid of it. And the reason why he wants to get rid of it is because to give a visual, it is a giant shield, a giant legal shield that protects big tech like uh, Facebook or even like Internet companies mm-hmm. uh, to be protected from being sued right. for the content on their platforms. So to give an example, if I were to get on Facebook right now and threaten somebody and be like, I'm going to kill you. Um, Facebook, I will still be held liable for that legally, mm-hmm. but Facebook can't. They can't go to Facebook and say, hey, you you allowed Caleb to say this, so you are now going to be punished for letting him say this. So obviously right. that would be impossible to do to like re- regulate. Mm. And if they did, I guess, find a way, it would be super restrictive. And it, it would it would kind of infringe upon... Uh, right. It would be treading in the waters of infringing upon the First Amendment. So... Mm-hmm. The reason why Trump doesn't like this is because it is it also acts as a shield for the government coming down on these big tech companies right. and saying, "Hey, you are censoring conservatives or whatever." Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, that's that's the oversimplified. That's the reason way for of, going against yeah, it. So, yeah. I, I'm actually going to read the text of this regulation. It's in 47 yeah. U.S. Code section 230. It says, quote, no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. Right. So I'm actually going to post this video I found. We were kind of, you know, doing a little show prep, which is rare for us. And uh, <laughs> I was trying to like <laughs> understand this better. And there's a, a TED Talk video I found, which this 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 uh, this lady gets up there. I believe she's a law student, and she's also her her, her she's a law student who's, who wants to specialize in internet law, so perfectly qualified. That's awesome. Um, and she actually breaks this down really well. And she even, as a a law student, says that this is a very confusing text the way it's worded. And it actually initially was meant to apply to like AOL back when AOL because I don't know if you're old enough to remember, but the oh, internet yeah, used to come in the mail. <laughs> right, like I, I told my boys the other day that Netflix used to come in the mail, and they looked at me sideways, like, "What do you mean? How do you stream yeah, videos from the mail?" I'm like, no, it was, a, it was a DVD. It got in the mail, and yeah, you watched. And they it, used to do it in like a paper bag. It was like a paper, little paper pouch, bag, yeah. pouch yeah, bag yeah. thing. It was awesome. But uh, anyway, so she she gives an example 
um, of somebody who was posing as this business owner, mm-hmm. and he, he it was right after like the Oklahoma City bombing, and this fake user was saying like. Uh, come down to Oklahoma, you'll have a blast. Was like the jo- one of the jokes he was making, like right after. My dark humor is loving. Uh, honestly, I was like, Pfft. but <laughs> obviously, like right afterwards, kids died. Like yeah, that was a little ter- story. It's pretty like, terrible. Pretty sad. Uh, but the thing is, is this guy was a business owner. He owned a business in mm. Oklahoma City, and they and the guy posted. He's like, call this for this. He, I was like, I have these on a T-shirt. Call this number if you want to buy one. Okay. So this this fake account. Well, then so people start calling this guy's business, and it's his business phone number. And they're like, how dare you? You're a monster. You should right. kill yourself. Like, all these horrible, obviously, people calling upset yeah, about they're it. they're kind of justified. Right. Exactly. And then, so, the whole basis of this law was essentially saying, should AOL be held legally liable for letting that guy say those things? That's for- actually a really... I mean, I, I know that's the example she gave, but, man, that is such a... If you compare that to what people post now on Facebook, right. that is, like, really insignificant. Yeah. Well... I mean, it cost the guy significant business. Yeah. Like, you know, right. it, it was it attacked his livelihood. And so the guy tried to sue AOL because he, re- the right. thing is, I guess she okay. explains it. He requested that the business owner requested them take that down. Okay. And then so they're like, well, hold on. Because this is before, you know, internet companies were really like cool with just censoring things because they didn't have this law in place. Right. Because then, then whoever made the account can claim that they were attacking hit that person's First Amendment right. So let's so let now me backtrack AOL, so I understand. Okay. Um, so the actual business owner isn't the one that posted Correct. the joke. Correct. It was, some, it was like Somebody a, basically a troll as account. the business owner. Yeah. And he... Okay. And okay, put, I understand. And put, so the troll account, I'm going to use... That's right. not the phrase she uses, but just so it's easier to understand. Yeah. The troll account used the legitimate business phone number. Gotcha. Saying okay. call for t-shirts and bumper stickers that say this horrible... And so the reason account. why this law is in place is because he... He attempted... He actually attempted to sue AOL. Right. Okay. And so okay. not to say that that was like the only thing, but that was a contributing factor to make this regulation... That's a big deal. Be I'd be pretty place. upset, wouldn't I mean... Absolutely. But... Yeah. So the the question becomes: Are our providers to be held liable mm-hmm. for libel, slander, you know, uh, calls to violence, etc.? So having this code in place, which so let's use Facebook, probably the easiest one. Yes. So now this this regulation is in place, so people can say horrible things on Facebook. Now Facebook, because this law is in place, Facebook. So the, the solution, if you don't have that law, is either you censor nothing right or you censor a lot or you of censor everything right they're, they're, you can't do kind of both without legal protection right so this code provides facebook with legal protection because now facebook can have community standards mm. and because essentially you're if, if you sign up for a facebook account you agree to their community standards right and i think one of the things you know conservatives like to claim that facebook is infringing on first amendment rights facebook is a private company well it's a it's a publicly owned company yeah. but it's at the end of the day it's not a government we don't vote for it our tax dollars don't fund it right. it's a private company at the end of the day and when you sign up for a Facebook account you agree to their standards yeah or, and, you, or and, you have to keep agreeing re-agreeing to their new standards sure yeah stuff like that and you know of course no one reads those I, very no. few people read those um, 
I actually used to listen to a, a podcast by Cena, and then whenever they, Apple would release new standards, they would actually break them down, which is actually kind of cool. That's really cool. Um, do you know what it's called? Uh, it's been so long. That's, cool. that, that's awesome. I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do it all the time. Like Every time Apple or Samsung would come out with a new thing, like, yeah. hey, if you agree to let us, and they would find like, well, with this new thing you agreed to, they can get into, they can get into your data and sell it, which mm. was the big, one of the big things they talked about. Anyway, so like, you know, people saying that Facebook is censoring conservative opinions. And they are. And I mean, they I, do. But let's not pretend like they aren't Absolutely. Um, but, again, it's a private company, and that's their prerogative, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? Um, then the question at that point becomes, where does the First Amendment end? Yeah. Where does your right to free speech end, and where does their right as a private company right. begin? Because the argument... The clearest and most simplistic way that the argument is explained to me mm-hmm. from the people who want there to be a First Amendment for Facebook, pretty much, right. is that we we use Facebook as essentially a digital town hall. Mm-hmm. So if you're not able to say something in a town hall, that is essentially the government restricting your First Amendment right. Right. I think we can agree with that. And so since this is a digital town hall, we are in a digital age, it, it, it makes sense, but... Uh, like it's like what you're saying too. It, I mean, it's it's not really that simple because they aren't the government, right? Yeah. But but you agree to their to, you, to you participate to their, in their company, right? Right. Now, I, so like the big thing that conservatives are doing, they're all moving to Parler. Yeah. I, I haven't done that. I have one. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I have one. I but I think that's a good thing. It is a good. It, thing. It's a good and bad. There's 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 some negatives to it because I think it'll create an echo chamber. It does. So yeah. I don't. I don't like personally. If you use it politically, yeah. Right. Which I don't it like. Is. I don't personally like that. But at the same time, now there's competition. Yeah. Um, so now, I saw that it was the number one downloaded app for like a week span. Right. Uh, because of, I think it was like right, right after the election too. Right. Everybody's like, oh no. Yeah. So you know that's that's fine. More competition is yeah, a good thing. That's good. Um, sure. I have a, my personal. I don't know if it's a stance, but I, I kind of think this way. And I, I felt this way about like how you run businesses or anything apolitical um, is you should be able to say whatever you want, believe whatever you want, yeah, do whatever exactly. you want, obviously without hurting people, like physically harming people yep. or taking their stuff. Yep. Uh, and and the, the example I've used, and I think I've said this before, is if you have a business and you are a, I don't know, you're a blatant racist, you just hate black people for okay. whatever reason. And you don't want to serve black people, that should be your right. But you're also going to go out of right. business. You and I, to clarify, we shouldn't have to clarify, but we don't agree with that right. whatsoever. I, I, I personally would we not shop, shop there. there. Right. Exactly. Uh, but, but it also goes with like, you know, I shouldn't be, I don't know if I should be allowed to walk into a McDonald's and uh, let's say I do say something racist. Mm-hmm. Let's say I, you know, let, let, let's compare it to Facebook. Like I'm commenting with somebody else, right? Right. I walk into a McDonald's and I comment to a black person. Mm-hmm. I am very not not racist. I mean, I've made that pretty clear. You've made that pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just say I was, and I just wanted to have an argument, and it was based off race, and I said something completely racist. Mm-hmm. McDonald's should have the right to kick me out. Sure. If I'm like, hey, that word. Right. You know, they, they should be like, hey, no, you're out. Right. Like immediately, like done. Right. If I owned a if I owned a restaurant and some guy came in and called a black person the N word, right. I should be allowed to kick them right yeah. out. No questions asked. We should be able to kick them out for any reason. Right. Which is why, um because it's your business. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, I understand the argument for Facebook being 
regulated. I, mm-hmm. I get it. I completely get it, man. I, and, I, and I know you do too, mm-hmm. but it's just such a, such a hard thing, you know? Well, I, let me back up. Cause I just thought, I just thought of like a counterpoint to what I just said. Yeah. Uh, Go for it. I think the way things are now, that would be, you could get away with what I'm saying as far as like, you should be able to, if you are racist, have a company that doesn't allow black people. Yeah. Uh, the reason that you could get a quote unquote, get away with that now is because like, you know, the civil rights act where black people really legitimately couldn't go places, Yeah. you know, or, or whatever race somebody was like that now is the only time that you could do that. The reason I say that, and I actually kind of disagree with regulating Facebook is if you have like the white supremacist guy posting articles on his mm-hmm. Facebook, everyone's going to know he's a white supremacist. Yeah. Like that's, that's how you find out. Like, uh, you know who Adam Kroll is? He used, do, he used to do the man show back in the day. He's got a podcast. Okay. But one of the things he's always okay. said, he, he says, he, he said a lot. I haven't listened to it for like two years actually, but he always used to say was now is the best time to be an actual racist because if you have any conservative links at all, you're automatically a racist. Right. So he you're, you're, so you're like going to blend in pretty well. Exactly. Or, or you can so like hide. My, well. my whole point is like, I think social media, people on social media should be able to say whatever they want. It was racist, sexist, whatever it is, yeah. because now everyone's be like, oh, clearly that guy's a garbage person. Like you're not gonna. So what, basically, what you're saying is, is let the crazy person let them show their crazy the stupid side. stuff. Exactly. Why? Why are we? Because essentially, by not allowing complete free speech, this kind of falls into the dangerous liberty mm, right, side. Right. And I, I know it's kind of weird, and I'm probably coming off as like people are like, well, that guy's kind of racist. I'm not. No, we're not. What I'm saying is, let the racist guy show himself, show his butt. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, don't get so me wrong though. One you of you should be able to limit people like threatening like like somebody's like hey sure. if i'm like That's hey it. steve i'm gonna come to your house and kill you right now so that 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 then the police right because you are violating pretty much both of our rules right you are hurting somebody yeah. or you're potentially hurting somebody right um, and probably taking their stuff or hurting their, or like a cult their of stuff. violence but again you're not right. the, the rule you're breaking isn't speech the rule you're breaking is you're you're threatening someone with right. violence it's it's kind of its own little now here's a thing. counterpoint that uh-huh. a, a far leftist would use is that um, being a Republican is being racist is a call to violence, right. and that's where you're like, well, <laughs> chill. You know, obviously, hate, you know, I don't hate speech is violence, hate, right? So that's one of their which is points. something we don't uh, agree with. Yeah, I absolutely disagree with. And that. and you know, for the listeners, we you and I aren't acting like we're smarter than President Trump right now because mm-hmm. Trump wants to get rid of Section what is it two two thirty? Yep. We don't really want to get rid of Section two thirty right. if, if it came down to it. M- maybe we could alter it. Sure, um, but not uh, fully get rid of it. Well, I don't even know. As far as like a government regulation goes, I don't think that's the answer. I think the answer Correct. is holding the individual companies accountable as a consumer. Right, holding the consumer. So if, if I do threaten you, to back to my example, I'm held accountable mm-hmm. and just keep it at that. And so I guess that's what this law does do. Um, but So if, if again, if, if, if you put on your fa- comment on my Facebook page, yeah. hey, Steve, I hate you. I'm going to cover your house and kill your family. <laughs> uh, yeah. Facebook, why why should Facebook be held liable for that? Yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be. It's you should be held. Now liable here's for that. an extreme example. Uh huh. So let let let's say Trump did get rid of Section 230, mm-hmm. and let's say Democrats get complete control of uh, the government. Right? They they secure the presidency, the House, and the Senate. Mm-hmm. This this the the shield is no longer there. Now they can go to Facebook and say, Hey, we think you're allowing too much conservative. Yeah. Crap. That's what happens, and so we're going to sue you, or we're we're we're, we're going to 
get you in trouble right. for allowing too much conservative crap. Yeah. And well, so they'll now, say conservative, of course. They'll say hate speech. Right. They'll right, use right, the political right, phraseology. Right. And yeah. so we are now, because we're still conservative, even though we're libertarians. Mm-hmm. You can be both. I'm not going to get into that. But anyways, <laughs> the, it would hurt us pretty mm-hmm. bad. It, it, it would hurt Trump's voter base very bad. Mm-hmm. Because now, since the government or anybody else can sue Facebook, they're going to. Yeah. For, for you know, because Trump's tweets, don't get me wrong, I, his Twitter's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But don't get me wrong. He says a lot of crazy things sometimes. Yeah. And you and I would get in trouble for sharing those crazy things now, which currently we don't really get in trouble for. You, right. you and I can share his Twitter stuff and usually be pretty pretty much fine. Mm-hmm. But if you get rid of this shield, Facebook would, would probably regulate it more because these... Well, you wouldn't be able to share it because you wouldn't see it. Oh, right. Because, that, that, because that literally too. you have to have either a, an algorithm or a, a physical right. person like verifying. So if you want to put something on Twitter... Without this law, right. theoretically, is that a person or an algorithm would have to read your tweet and say, "Okay, this passes muster." You know, yeah. uh, one of the arguments against it that this lady in this video used was, um, "You said it was a TED Talk, right?" Correct. Okay, yeah, it's on YouTube. I'll, I'll post it to the Facebook page. Um, but one of the arguments she used was like FBI uh, and other agencies, law enforcement agencies, were using. Um, like Craigslist or other you know websites that that uh, were involved with sex child sex trafficking or any sex trafficking in general, and they were using them because these people, the sex traffickers, were allowed to operate essentially freely in this space, and so these agencies were able to gather intel to intercept these sex trafficking rings because because they were allowed because yeah. these per internet providers were not being held liable for the, essentially you know the before there was an act passed and she cites it where essentially if you allow this sex trafficking stuff to exist on your website or your 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 internet service then you are participating in sex trafficking you're complicit exactly whereas before if you know facebook i there's not a guy sitting at a desk somewhere looking at everything that I post on Facebook. You know, they have algorithms. I'm sure there are people that review things like that pop up an algorithm or if you report a post, you know, or there is a review process, I'm sure. But, you know, if something on Facebook is going on that has to do with sex trafficking, and this also, by the way, involved um, sex workers that had like safe spaces to communicate with each other. Now they're having to go back on the streets and it's like a lot more dangerous. And you can talk about the morality of sex work, you know, one way or the other, mm-hmm. but now they, now they are in more danger than they were before. And she, she kind of talks about that. Like I said, I'll post it, but you know, at the end of the day, more government regulation is not the answer. No. I think we, that's generally a theme we stick with here. Yeah. But, but when it protects, I don't, I don't know because when when it protects people from being sued, mm-hmm. that it's also well that, this well that's a good removing thing. this regulation is going to lead to deeper regulation. Okay, okay, yeah, right, right. Because okay, right. this is basically saying internet providers or services are not held liable for what you post. Right. That's like saying like it, it, this is so the guy who killed the kids at Sandy Hook, right? Some of the parents are trying to sue Colt, I think, Remington because they Colt, yeah. yeah, whoever the manufacturer of the gun he used was. Right. It's not their fault. He did a bad thing with their thing. Like their whole argument was, well, he they created a device that allowed him to do this. It's like yeah. th- that can go for anything. At, at what? Where does that limit end? Right. Like, well, obviously with killing kids, like okay, you can kill kids with anything. So uh, yeah, I can kill kids with my bare hands. You're gonna sue my hands? You're, yeah. gonna, you're gonna sue me? Not sue me, but you're gonna hold me accountable for that. Obviously. Yeah. Although we so, just don't agree with. 
some, some of my, the way my kids act sometimes, I think about it. Like, <laughs> like uh, Homer Simpson when he chokes Bart out. Right. How do they get on TV? I don't know, man. If you that's, put it in today's like standards, it's kind of... Straight up, like, child abuse. Yes. <laughs> I don't really want to kill my kids for so that. So anyways, our uh, solution is, please, Trump, do not ban 230, because you're going to make a world if it, of hurt if it, for a lot of people. If it goes to a vote of some kind, please contact your representatives. Yeah. That's that's all you can do. That's all I can do as an individual citizen. Hold our government accountable. Yep. So, yeah. nice good enough to go out on. Uh, sorry, again, like we said, sorry for kind of the late recording here, uh, coming in after work during the week. So, uh, hopefully, we'll be back on track this weekend. Yeah, we'll see you next week. or Next week? Yeah. Oh, Sunday? Monday? Something like that. One yeah. of the days of the week. You guys know what to expect. You just look for it. All right, see you guys.